Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up, guys? Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports. My name is Rob Fox, and I am here with Dan Holloway and Dan Holloway's gun. Mm. And we are here today for the first baseball episode of the 20. 20- 21 season this is the uh the off-season review uh and it was a busy one unlike the last couple of years where they like refused to sign anyone yeah. and the trades were <clears throat> like everyone was everyone was going going all in this year yeah it was a pretty active off-season i mean uh obviously we know about some of the major stuff uh players moving around and such uh we're Braves fans keeping marcel azuna getting charlie morton over big deals um <clears throat> the dodgers picked up a couple of key well they they kept um, Justin Turner and they uh, they uh, brought Trevor Bauer over. That's a big deal for them. So it's it's interesting. We're gonna we'll talk a lot about how insanely talented the National League East is this year. Um, it is what it is. I mean, it's gonna be. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think anybody's gonna win a hundred games in that division. No, but, it's like it's the baseball equivalent of like the group of death. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I looked at the uh, ESPN came out with the projected win totals by team uh, a couple of days ago. And I was looking down the list, and uh, you know, it's like they had to braze down at like ninety-two wins. And my first thought was, "Man, that's kind of low." And I'm like, actually, that that division's fucked. So if they yeah. do, if they win a hundred games, they're going to win the World Series. I'll say that because that's just, that'll be dominance all season long. Yeah, anyone winning a hundred games in that division is like the team, the greatest yeah. team of all fucking time. Uh, but first, before we get into uh, the moves and shit, there's a couple uh, broader uh, baseball pieces of news. Uh, For those who don't remember, in 2020, they kind of fudged the rules a little bit to deal with COVID. Mm. Um, Doubleheaders were seven innings just so they could shove them in, and they had to do a lot of doubleheaders because they had cancellations and shit. Um, Extra innings started with a runner on second base, uh, and there were just some some roster. uh, uh, You you had a more flexible roster than usual um, because of players with COVID and shit like that. And um, there was a DH in the National League. So a lot of people ended up kind of liking pretty much everything they did. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I haven't heard if they're going to stick with the National League DH. They are not. I, they are not. No. That's a huge mistake. Yes. No one wants to see pitchers hit. It's not fucking for, forget about all this baseball purist nonsense. This is an entertainment sport. And we'll get to some of the other shit in a minute. So they're keeping the um, <clears throat> they're keeping the, the seven inning doubleheaders. Yes. Which is I'm fine with that. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Because to be honest. For the fan, like for the for the for for the team, I guess you want to have that be two separate events with an hour in between, mm-hmm. so you can sell tickets to each event, and then you can sell the the forty percent discount double ticket. But to be honest, for the fan, you want that to be a single event. You want it to be more like a college football game where you show up for the tailgate and you stay for six hours, right? Six right. seven hours. That's how I like doing it. So I like that part. Um, <clears throat> the offense getting a runner on second base to start all extra innings. I'm fine with that. I just think that is a solu- that's the wrong solution. That that is not a solution to the problem. The problem is the games are too long, at least according to them. Um but, and but that's not the problem. The games are not too long. The games are too boring. That those right. are not the same thing. Right? If you're if you are having a problem keeping eyeballs on your shit and your premise or your 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 recommendation is to just shorten the shit, still got shit. <laughs> you just got less of it now and that's not good either, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like having a bad product 
if you're fucking if your uh, uh, chicharrones are bad and you just fucking <laughs> fill the bag up 20% less that's fucking stupid you make the game more exciting and we'll get to how they didn't do that here in a few minutes um, uh, that is the one that people bitch about the most yeah. a lot of people don't like runner on second for the extra innings no and it, look how many games are being how many of these games are being extended so the average game is like 3 hours and 40 minutes or some shit now i think it's i think it's more like three-ish three-ish now so it's come down a little bit but it was never because of a bunch of extra inning games it's because the games themselves were too fucking long so you're 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 correcting something i suppose but you're not fixing the real issue you're you're taking pain meds but your leg's still broken yeah you know what i mean it doesn't make any sense to me well they took out the shit they did before last year they still have which is they limited the mound visits, right? And pitchers have to finish innings, right? Essentially, like you can't just pull, like you can't. Yeah, I like, and I like that too. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, we're, we're it, it, the the game got soft with specialists like that. Yeah, uh, you you remember like Hoyt Wilhelm and and some of the first relievers uh, in in baseball uh, that would routinely pitched they would get three inning saves right before the save rule exists but they would get what would essentially be a three inning save that was common back then it's also common for a pitcher to go seven to eight innings every single game and if they didn't that was seen as a failure pitchers arms have not gotten worse right they've probably gotten better they've they've certainly gotten better um the tolerance for mistakes has gotten worse i suppose uh hitting has certainly gotten better situational hitting and things like that but so so of shifts so so it's game tape on batters. Like it's easier for a pitcher to defeat a hitter, statistically speaking. Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame batter still only gets a hit thirty percent of the time. If you know that, I mean? yeah. So it's like, is that really the solution here? I don't think so. I think it just became easy, and it especially became easy <clears throat> in the American League with the DH. So I think uh, uh, not having the DH in the National League is fine. I guess. But it's boring. Like you, you, you're solving a problem with the extra inning thing, and then the doubleheader thing, and you're fucking adding to the problem by letting <laughs> pitchers hit. I was a purist on the DH until last year, and then I was like, "Oh, this is way better to have Marcelo Zuna hit than yeah, Max Fried." Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> like, see that shit. And also, it just <clears throat> it doesn't take as much strategy out of the game as I thought it would. Like, no, I, it really doesn't. I kind of assumed it would be like. You would be like fucked on like oh now you just watch them turn the lineup over again and again and blah 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 whatever. But it was more fun to like see who the DH was and then how you were going to organize your outfield and shit like that yeah. or, or wherever <laughs> the DH played. Like with the Braves, it was like is Adam Duvall going to be in today mm-hmm. or is Ender and Ciarte going to be in today yeah. for you know whatever. And any of those options are better than a pitcher hitting. Literally, to be yeah. honest, I mean, imagine uh, imagine this is an NBA game and you had to designate a free throw shooter and for some reason. In the Western Conference, uh, your center had to take all the free throws. Like Shaq had to take all your free throws. Why the fuck would you do that? That's fucking (laughs) stupid. Um, Some of the other rules, the active roster limit going to 20, it's usually 25. It's going to stay at 26 uh, like it was before COVID and then expand to 28 in September. Although the 40-man roster in September is, that's the active roster, but in September, the roster goes to 40 technically yeah speaking, the call-ups right? and shit yeah so i think they're not just not doing that now because to stay <coughs> covid safe they don't yeah. want to have an extra 12 or whatever miles but they are going to have five additional taxi squad guys so it's yeah. going to be 33 uh but five dudes won't be on site they'll be around just in case you need them and shit like that uh, and the minor leagues are actually going to play this year so you right. can't you don't have nearly as much flexibility as you would have had last year um and again there's no dh in the national league this year 
Now, this here is to me, this issue that we're about to talk about is equivalent to uh, Cuomo murdering old people <laughs> and uh, Newsom and Pelosi going to fucking do what they want to do while they're telling you to stay home or Adler here in Austin or fucking Ted Cruz escaping the fucking winter winter apocalypse here. <clears throat> the, the league says one thing. We want to make the game more exciting and quicker. And then they do something completely different. Right. Right. Which after is, lying about. Yeah. After co- clearly lying. So Major League Baseball, Justin Verlander called out Major League Baseball last year for, for juicing the ball. Which is his, he's full of shit, probably, right? Yeah. I, I don't think they juiced the ball. They just made a better baseball. So if you talk to John Briggs, for example, or any of these guys that understand the physics of a baseball, the tighter wound the core is, the less wobble there is. So, God damn, I didn't want to get into physics today. <laughs> uh, if this is Earth and it's rotating around the sun, right? Like this, it looks like it's on. like a trajectory like this but actually it's wobbling the whole time like it's not it's not just perfect all the time it's wobbling but the less wobble is the 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 less friction you run into right so even with the juiced ball or at least the juice ball what what verlander called a juice ball you're looking at one to two more feet of distance right so you're turning warning track power into home runs and that but that's a metric that bill james has been uh tracking forever like if a guy had an outlier, it's like Wade Boggs hit 20 home runs one season. Yeah. No other season he hit more than 12, I think, right? Yeah. And it's just because those those borderline balls went over the fence that year for him, right? And it happens sometimes, but <clears throat> having less drag on the ball when it's going out with less wobble in the center and the core of that baseball is going to make it go a little bit farther. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's not. It's also going to make breaking balls break sharper. Right. It's also going to make fastballs crisper and more accurate. There's a lot of things going on there. So saying that that the ball is juice, look, miss bats, dude. Hit hit the, <laughs> right. hit the fucking label and make the bat break. That's what you're supposed to be doing there, guy. Don't whine about the fucking baseball. <laughs> Anyways, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, who is a giant piece of shit, by the way, vehemently denied. We haven't done anything to the baseball. Absolutely not. As I think home, they broke the home run record by like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Something fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Which is great, by the way. I'm Yeah, I'm fine with it. Everybody enjoyed that, and as they should, because... Uh, Nobody, look, there's no fucking, uh, there's no quip. There's no, there's no, uh, 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 there's no quote about pitchers. But you've heard since you were a child that chicks dig the long ball, right? Right. Everybody said that for fucking ever. And it's, it's not about women liking the long ball. It's, it's exciting. That's what people want to see fucking home runs. They want to see dunks. They want to see Steph Curry shooting from 30 feet. That is what people want to see. They want to see Patrick Mahomes running full speed, throwing sidearm through a defender, touchdown, et cetera. So anyways, now Manfred has come out and said, well, Major League Baseball's come out and said that, uh, that they're, they're going to deaden the ball this year, (laughs) which I don't know which, which wasn't juiced in the first place. So you want to read that quote? Yeah. So they basically, it was kind of funny. Like they lied about it not being juiced. And then they came out and they were essentially like, oh, actually, uh, we found out that it was juiced like on accident. And we, um, so we're, we're deadening it now. And they, they said literally, I guess, in an effort to center the ball with the specification range for COR or, and CCOR, which I don't even know what that means, uh, Rawlings produced a number of baseballs from late 2019 through early 2020 that loosened the tension of the wool winding. And then that that had two effects. Is it reduced the weight of the ball by less than one-tenth of an ounce. 
And there was also a slight decrease in the bounciness of the ball. Yeah. So the tighter, <clears throat> the tighter the material is wound, the less wobble. Yeah. The less wobble, the more, fu- the less friction, right? The less resistance, wind resistance, all that stuff you're getting. COR is the coefficient of restitution or the relationship of incoming speed to the outgoing speed. Uh, in other words, the new ball will be less bouncy. That's, that's pretty much what. So you're looking at, uh, one to two less feet. So those guys, I mean, look, it's hard to tell from last year because they didn't play that many games, but those people who had, um, who, whose career home run to a bat ratio was like fucking 20 or 22 or something like that. And it went down to like 15 yeah. is going to go back up to 22. So you're definitely going to see less home runs. I think it's going to fuck up a lot of people. Like if you have dudes, uh, we were talking about this before uh, we got on air, like uh, Dansby Swanson mm. hitting a lot more home runs the last two years. Mm-hmm. And he's he's got like legitimate power. I mean, he he should be like a 15 to 20 homer guy a season. Yeah. In a, but I mean, he was on like a 30 homer pace last year if they had yeah. played out over a full <clears> season. <throat> what I'm worried about is dudes like that or like Colton Wong or who the fuck ever uh, <laughs> changing their swings to – like uppercut just to hit more home runs because well, I mean, they think like, they yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, Ted, it, it's so funny that everybody's talking about launch angle now um, after all these years uh, because Ted Williams was talking about that shit in the 1940s. He, there's a video of him somewhere. I wish I could fucking find it. I looked for it the other day. I, if I looked hard enough, I could find it. <clears throat> but it's a video of him explaining hitting to someone. And they're like, most, the, the, the interviewer is talking about how most people have flat level swings and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, why does that make sense? If the ball is coming downward at a downward trajectory, why would I swing level? Because I have to hit it. Like if you if you swing the bat level, I need this. I need a bat. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so if you swing the bat level like this, yeah. and the ball is coming down this way, you have to hit it in this one little section to hit a home run to get the launch angle of fifteen to thirty five degrees that you need to hit a home run. Right somewhere in that angle. If you're swinging it this way, your chances. If you're swinging upward a little bit, your chances of g- getting launch on the ball is are, are exponentially higher right and he said that back in the 1940s and everybody's like oh whatever you got an uppercut <laughs> like how many times as a child when you were learning baseball did somebody tell you not to swing with an uppercut oh all the fucking they were time. every single one of those people was wrong yeah all of them were wrong yeah so which by the way when you're a child they're uh why not hit a pop fly this fucking kids can't catch it. yeah i know right <laughs> just hit a pop fly to right field and run until you get tired <laughs> pretty basically. much that's doubly terrible information to give a to give a child. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid. So <clears throat> it's good that we're that they're moving past that stuff. I would say um, a lot of the guys who um, who re- the, the home run hitters will be by and large unaffected by this because yeah. they're they're hitting. <clears throat> you can if if you go to uh, God damn it if you go to baseballreference.com, uh, dot I'm pretty sure they still have it on there. They have. Um, breakdowns of how many home runs the person would have hit in an, in an in another season had they not had the good fortune of that extra one to two feet and stuff like that so oh, shit yeah so it's like <clears throat> I, I can't remember the stat for it it's an old bill james stat. it's like not a quality home run but it's a sure like a definite home run versus yeah. a, like a middle of the road home run right. versus one and and course do, field. do they park they park adjust that too right do they yeah. do like a neutral course park stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i mean you can kind of see what those are and you'll you can you can see who the outliers are who who belongs who does not belong um <clears throat> none of these guys in like the top 20 i mean we're talking about uh uh i mean believe it or not chris davis until last year has he hits 40 home runs every year for some reason right he, that's all he can do yeah but he does that every year uh uh jd martinez mike trout jose ramirez uh 
Stanton, Arnado. Uh, I Lindor had a great year in eighteen, but I don't think he's a forty home I, guy. We're going to talk. We're talk <clears throat> I was going to talk about this when we get to the moves. Uh, mm -hmm. I am. I, I I just want to short Francisco Lindor. I don't. Yeah. Try, I don't buy him. I don't buy. I buy him. I don't buy the Mets, and I think wow. he's going to struggle because he's on the Mets. But all these guys that you know are thirty home run hitters. They're still going to hit thirty probably. Um, <clears throat> the guys who have had the benefits of a lighter or more compact ball, I guess. Uh, uh, are probably not gonna like Dansby Swanson is a good example of that. I think Ozzy Albies is a better example of that. Yeah, uh, because he he hits more home runs, and I you know we'll see. I it, it should not affect their game though. Freddie Freeman is one of the best at doing this at at driving the ball uh, gap opposite field and not trying to hit home runs. He just like if it's a double, it's a double. If it's a home run, it's a home run. I don't give right. a shit. Right. Uh, he's got a very consistent swing. <sighs> I'm a little. I'm not worried about uh, uh, Swanson so much. I am a little concerned about Albies because he gets in his head and he tries to lift the ball a lot. And well, if we can talk about that in a minute too. With Albies, is uh, he's one of two <laughs> players I think they they brought on Chipper Jones for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, look if if so, Chipper learned that uh, pretty early in his career. If you see before the spring training games and then his call up time with, when he and Klesko came up in uh, in 1993. Three yeah. at the end of the season, you could still see that he had a very doubles type swing. By the time he came back in '95 from his knee injury, he had a fucking launch angle swing. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Maybe he just figured it out on his own. He's fucking Chipper Jones, one of the best hitters of all time. Right. So maybe he figured it out on his own. But that that's something that's important. So let's get into the big offseason moves so far. Um, <clears throat> Justin Bauer to the Dodgers. Trevor or tre Justin Bauer. Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers is a big fucking move. I mean, they that's, that is a that is a they're the fucking Death Star. Yeah. How the fuck do you beat that team? I don't know. Like I remember watching the NLCS, and you know, like you when you're watching playoff games, especially, you're tuned in as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not like a regular season game where you're fucking around on your phone and whatever else. I remember saying to uh, my buddy who played baseball all like high level, like all through high school and shit like that. I was like, "Are you watching this shit? Like they don't swing at borderline." Pitches. No, they, they have a lot of plate discipline. Yeah. He, he, it's it's the best plate discipline <clears throat> I've ever fucking seen in my life. And so my point is, have you ever, like, there's been teams as talented, maybe even more talented than the Dodgers, like the 90s Yankees and shit like that. Right. I don't know, <clears throat> at least last year, that I've ever seen a team just be better at playing baseball. Yeah, I mean, aside from Kenley Jansen in the closer role, yeah. he, he's their real weak spot. I'm surprised they haven't done something about that. They seem to have some kind of love. For him in the front office that the fans certainly do not have. They fucking hate that guy. <laughs> uh, but if Kershaw, like this, there's, you, I, I would expect him to have a good playoff run this year because there's no pressure on him. I mean, oh, he's it's, got, all, it's all gone. Yeah. He's got Bauer behind him. He's got uh, uh, Walker Bueller who throws fucking gas behind him. David Price contributes anything. Yeah. And that's a fucking, that's great. And then the ginger. And, and Urias. Yeah, that ginger kid too. But Urias. If last year wasn't a fluke and Urias really is legit like that, this is an unbeatable team on paper anyways. Nobody's unbeatable, but on paper, this is an unbeatable team. I wonder, uh, what's that kid's name? Um, the fucking red, uh, ginger kid. Gratterall? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's not him. Uh, Which one is it? Let me find. He he is, he's like aggressively ginger too. It's like He looks like Carrot Top. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got the long hair Justin too. May. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's uh he, he's legit too. I mean, look, they've got a good team. It, it, Bellinger had kind of a down year, particularly in the playoffs last year. Until he ass fucked us in Game Seven. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, and but but even in the World Series, he wasn't like yeah. 
that great. So we'll see what happens this year. But they kept the core of the team together. That is obviously, I mean, they're the defending champion, so that's a team to beat, no question. Um, you would you rather catch <clears throat> them in a five game series or a seven game series? Uh, five, to be honest, because there's there's a better chance that. Bauer and Kershaw are going to have one bad game each versus two bad games each. Right. If they if they if they each win a game in a series, you can't beat them in that series because your three four starters are not going to beat Urias or David Price or fucking Walker Bueller. It's just not happening. Probably right. Walker Bueller throws fucking he's he is built for the playoffs and he has very tight pants. Uh, yeah, he the does dude. Very, I I respect pants. his like nineteen seventies <clears throat> baseball pants. I feel like if he was in the NBA right now, he would be wearing the shortest shorts <laughs> legally allowed. Just I, I can't tell if he's fucking with. I mean, he's got he's a quadzilla guy too. Yeah, but I can't tell if he's fucking with people or because I that's what I used to do. I used to wear the biggest cup I could find <laughs> when I was like when I was playing baseball. I was twelve years old, and then when I was thirteen, uh, I started playing in high school. Right, uh, and by the time I was, uh, I mean, I played varsity baseball pretty early, so. I just I went out and found found like a double XL cup, <laughs> and people were like, "What the fuck, dude?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know what to tell you, man." I just thought it was really funny, but anyways, <clears throat> yeah, he's he's that that dude is potentially. I, I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna have to readjust unless baseball swings back to letting starters go seven innings. We're gonna have to readjust our calibration for what a Hall of Fame pitcher is. Because yeah. Justin Verlander is the only guy that exists right now that has any shot at 300 wins in the foreseeable future. And there's no, if you started pitching today, there's no fucking way you're winning 300 games ever. I mean, you would have to essentially be on the Dodgers mm-hmm. for 20 years. You have to win 15 games a year for 20 years, yeah. right? To, to get 300. Not happening anywhere. Because most guys aren't even getting that many quality starts in a season, much less fucking uh, winning that many games. The Cardinals. <clears throat> I think uh, they, they made a good pickup with Arnado. He's a, he's a very good player. A lot of people talk shit about, oh, the plays in Coors Field. If you just look at his fucking stats at home and away, he hits just as many home runs away. This dude. Coors he, isn't as bad as it used to be. No, not either. nearly as bad as it used to be. And he hits, he he cranks the ball no matter where he is. He's, yeah. he's one of the best players in baseball. Is that right the now. best corner in field in baseball now? Because they got Goldschmidt on the other side. I mean, Goldschmidt is uh, he's pretty goddamn good, yeah. right? He's also one of those guys with uh, he's got quick hands and power, but he's also got really good plate discipline, and that's always dangerous. I mean, yeah, he's you, he's a nightmare. If you think about uh, 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 what's his nuts, Miguel Cabrera in his prime, that yeah. was that was the real problem with Miguel Cabrera is that quick hands, a lot of power, but he did not swing at balls. You know what I mean? Right. So you got like you how do you how do you get this motherfucker out? Eventually. You just got to throw the ball down the middle and let him get himself out, to be honest. That's yeah. what people used to do to Tony Gwynn back in the day. But they held on to Yadi Molina. Um, and rest, Wainwright. And Wainwright. But, I mean, Wainwright's on his way out. Flaherty is a very, very good picture, pitcher. He throws fucking he throws a heavy ball, and he throws it very fast. Yeah. Right? But, he is a former high school teammate with Max Freed. Yeah. At the same fucking t- it was <clears throat> There was another dude, too. They Three MLB pitchers mm-hmm. were on the same high school team at the same fucking time. Yeah, but he's... To be honest, I mean they've got a pretty decent bullpen, but that starting, the the rest of their starting pitching is nothing to speak about. But you know, I mean the NL Central is not really no a there's, threat anymore. There's no complete team in the NL no. Central. I mean you have so the Brewers were kind of people kind of forgot about them last year because Yelich and um, yeah, Lorenzo hurt, right? Cain were out. Yeah. Lorenzo Cain opted out. Yeah, Yelich opted was hurt. Um, they're a pretty good fucking team, and then the Cubs still have enough pieces from that World Series team that they're fine. Mm. And like you know, like you said, the NL Central fucking it's sucks. weak. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Cubs are probably going to win that division. To be honest, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if if 
if Arnado and uh, and Goldschmidt have great years, that'll anchor a team, and everybody else will perform up to that level, and then they might fucking take it. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. It feels um, like uh, whoever who uh, there's definitely not a wild card coming out of that division unless two teams just beat the shit out of the other four or three or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it feels that feels like a first round exit division. Probably, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> they're only they're only going to get the one shot. Because the NL East is going to have two wild card teams, right? There's no way. Uh, are the is the are the playoffs still expanded? I actually couldn't find that. I don't know the, yet. the wild card round. But it's going to be. I mean, there will be a play in game, right? Oh yeah, there so, well, but but because they were doing the, that before. The West COVID. is. Uh, I got the Padres as well, so the NL East might not get a. Fucking, I'm not. I, I think the Padres are still a couple of years. I think they need pitching, man. I mean, but they we'll, got it. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get there in a minute. Um, <clears throat> our Braves, uh, me, Bob, and fucking Ross are all Braves fans. Um, re-signed Marcelo Zuna to a very sweetheart deal. Yeah. They got him for way less than he would have made on the open market and especially in the American League. But clearly, they, I, I think bringing Chipper Jones in probably had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. I think they made an, I think they did the Hampton Five kind of situation wh- where, uh, uh, you know, Steph, Clay, uh, uh, Draymond, and Iguodala and all those guys brought fucking Durant to the Hamptons, but like, hey, look, man, we're going to go fucking stomp some ass. Yeah. And here's our plan. What do you think about it? What are your feelings? I think they probably had to do something like that to get him to sign that contract, frankly. Well, he is, he really is like good friends with and loves Albies and and uh, Acuna. Yeah. Um, they're and all, those guys never stop. Like they're, they're the most, they're clearly fucking, best friends. Yeah. Right. They love each other. They're just and they're just like the goofiest motherfuckers in the world, which is mostly fun until Marcelo Zuna doesn't tag up right and uh, and uh, costs us a, a run in a critical game. But like usually the goof the goofiness is yeah. is fun and legit. But I think he I think this is the first team Marcelo Zuna's ever. Well, he probably always has fun, but I think this is his first team he's ever felt like kind of family on, like a team on. You know what I mean? Right. To be like cheesy about it, <clears throat> and also I kind of think. He is sort of a, uh, and it's not like the fucking, it's not like the fucking Latino players need their own Latino like guy, and the white players can have Freddie Freeman type <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. But I do think he is a bit of a mentor to Acuna and, sure. and Albies and shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, and I think he he seemed uh, this season like he took that shit seriously, and I, I bet that there's something about that big brother feeling that probably was a draw for him to come back as well. Yeah, yeah. In, in the same way that Chipper Jones could be doing anything, he could be managing a major league baseball team any team he wanted to right now probably right he, oh, yeah. he's got the uh the skill and pedigree and everybody and everybody in both in the press the front office and on the field love this dude right so he could have any job he wants out there and he decided to uh you know fuck around in the booth a little bit and then come down and just be an assistant hitting coach part basically right? he's he's hitting coach when they're in atlanta yeah basically <laughs> what mark mcguire did his first season with uh the cardinals when he came back and was their yeah. hitting coach so uh they also signed Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley. Look, those are Charlie Morton is still a guy that can go out and win you 15 games for sure. I think Morton was a playoff pickup. Yeah, probably because right. he's he he is he's the type of guy that you he's just got ice water in his veins. Yeah. He doesn't get affected by the stage, and that's you need that in the playoffs. Like yeah. you, to be honest, we haven't seen what the Braves can do in the playoffs yet because uh, uh, like their first of all, their best pitcher wasn't even there. Yeah, Soroka like we, wasn't there this year. Yeah, I mean, the, Max Fried had a great year last year, and he was he was good in the fucking playoffs too. I mean, they, if if they if if Snickers starts him in Game Five on short rest, they probably win that series. Uh, and it, that's just textbook cowardly Braves. 
bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> Soroka is one of the best young pitchers, pitchers in baseball. And you put him, Morton and Freed, if Freed performs anything like he did last year, all the other stuff you have behind them is just fucking, that's free. Right. Yeah. Like so, if 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 Drew Smiley uh, and Ian, Ian Anderson, Anderson as well, Ian Anderson yeah. will be in the rotation, and he was the other guy, the only <clears throat> yeah. other guy the Braves had who could fucking throw baseballs last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. He he ate up a lot of innings, and uh, I feel like uh, I feel like the Braves are probably. I mean, it's hard to say anybody's the favorite in the NL East because yeah. who the fuck knows? But they're going to have a good year the brewers signed colton wong i was gonna say i have one one more thing on chipper jones that you'll enjoy Mm -hmm. a a lot of people (laughs) were mad on like the braves reddit because of that sandy hook tweet from like eight years ago do you remember that Mm -mm. oh uh chipper tweeted that it was a conspiracy Mm. and then immediate but keep in mind he's he has a high school education yeah all he does is play baseball yeah and then immediately people were like chipper what the fuck man and he was like oh shit i got it from bad info and, mm. and immediately apologize and like however many years later people are still like that fucking sandy hook tweet I, he's a piece of shit like probably voted for trump i, I don't want him on my well team. he definitely voted for trump i mean there's no way he didn't vote for trump he's from like clearwater florida right. or some shit like <laughs> yeah. that come on they don't vote democrat down there uh yeah but he's there was a funny political element that people were bitching about which like do you want austin riley to hit 30 home runs or not yeah do you want ozzy albies to figure out how to hit left-handed or not i i feel like uh <clears throat> It's going to be interesting to see the impact he has on that team. I think he, he to me, he reminds me of, uh, you know, all those Greg Maddox stories about how he would, like, mm. tell a pitcher to make an adjustment, and then that pitcher would go out and throw, like, seven scoreless that day. Yeah, he's like the Tom House, but at, with actual talent. I don't know. Yeah. You know who Tom House is? No, he, I don't. he was uh, Nolan Ryan's pitching coach. So he was a relief pitcher for the Rangers back in the 70s. And then, uh, for whatever reason, he and uh, Nolan Ryan became really good friends, and he started tinkering with Nolan Ryan's uh, mechanics. And extended his career by about 10 years, really, because he was starting to have some shoulder issues. Um, I mean, he threw two no-headers after the age of 40. That's right, pretty cool. Which is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, he's if you're going to listen to somebody about hitting, it, it's very difficult to be able to, to be a, an elite switch hitter because you the, the mechanics required to swing, a cons- like it's like free throws, right? Imagine you have to pr- practice shooting with both hands all the time. Right. You have to be just as good with both hands, and it's not that's not easy, and nobody can do it. Um, very few, let's see, how many switch hitters have uh, 400 or more home runs? There's Mickey Mantle, Mantle uh, Eddie Murray. That's about it. And Chipper Jones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, the, the, the I think that's three. it. So, and he is... Not easy. He is the one of the only switch hitters to hit 300 from both sides. Uh, yeah, I want to say, yeah, uh, yeah, he's fucking stupid. Uh, he he is to me like in that era, the two best hitters I watched were Chipper and um, Albert Pujols, mm. and the difference was like Albert Pujols is just the when we'll get into this because that's on there too. But Chipper was the smartest guy I ever watched it. Yeah, like it was just like he was never <clears throat> he didn't get fooled very much. No. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Brewers moving on. The Brewers brought in uh, they get some decent pitching. Um, Hater's a good closer. Woodruff is a good front of the rotation guy, but they have Dick Elts in their fucking staff. Honestly, Corbin Burns is listed as their number two starter, and he's a fucking relief pitcher. So <laughs> right. that's not good. Um, they've got some. They have a nice rotate or a nice lineup. <clears throat> they've got some decent people in their lineup. I mean, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain is is at this point in his career more of a defensive asset. To be honest, I yeah, mean, he gets on base pretty well and he runs the base as well. But he's not going to be a show out guy. And Colton Wong, I mean, I don't know how much we should really expect from this guy. He's he's thirty years old now. It's an, it's enough to compete in the central. 
For sure, but that's not seeing much. I mean, right. the, the, this is just kind of the lost division this year, in my opinion. Um, the Cubs signed Jock Peterson, and they didn't trade Chris Bryant. I think that's a mistake. I think the Cubs should have absolutely traded Chris Bryant. Look, you know you're not going to win the World Series. You have to be right. – I feel like these teams need to be fucking realistic. They could have gotten a major haul for Chris Bryant, yeah. whether it's draft picks or fucking young players from the farm system somewhere. I guess they're they. I guess they're just of the opinion that they might as well. I mean, like you know, the Cubs have Dodgers money, right? They have Yankees money. They're the fucking. They're the Cubs. Yeah, but money can't buy draft picks. It can't buy draft picks, but like, maybe they're maybe they're just like fuck it. We'll keep Bryant. We have Peterson. Well, if that's the case, the year, then why didn't then, they sign other free agents? I don't. Know. Why didn't they sign Trevor Bauer? Right. You know what I mean? If they have, if they got all this fucking money to spend and they got such a great front office, I mean, is it Cashman there still? Or uh, uh, what the fuck's his no, name? No, uh, uh, the uh, the former Red Sox guy. No, yeah. he's not there. Um, Epstein. Yeah, Epstein just left. <clears throat> so I don't know what's going on there. Signing Jock Peterson, I mean, great. You're going to get 22 home runs, 25 home runs, and fucking 6,000 strikeouts. Congratulations. <laughs> like that's not Maybe a, a big thing. playoff home run in, yeah. the, in the... Maybe, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so the Cubs, I'm not really... I don't really give a shit about them, uh, unfortunately, because I do like watching Cubs baseball, but... Uh, the Phillies re-signed Didi Gregorius and JL Real Muto. That's those are two huge signings for them. Gregorius is one of those guys who's benefited from the tightly wound ball the last couple of years. So you can see him regress down to yes. 14, 15 home runs, but he still plays good defense, good player. Real Muto is the best two-way catcher in the game. Um, I'm not sure what we can expect from Jose. Alvarado, to be honest. I mean, that's another pickup from them. I kind of think it's always a red flag when the when the Rays trade someone away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's interesting how things have played out. So the Pittsburgh Pirates are basically a farm system for all the other baseball teams. Yeah. Like they don't they never win shit, but they produce pretty good players, which means their front office is terrible. Right. Basically. It's the um, inverse of the Rays. Yeah. So but Jose Alvarado is a uh he he is a very dynamic lefty on lefty matchup guy the problem is we're not in that specialist game anymore because you have to pitch to three guys right so can he get right handers out will be the question we'll see i mean the phillies got a pretty decent bullpen they got our my my buddy archie bradley's their closer now and they got a good deal on him which is nice um <clears throat> they also have aaron nolan zach wheeler at the front of that uh uh rotation so that's going to be fun and they look i mean Real Muto plays like he plays. Hoskins plays like he plays. If Segura has a good year this year and Gregoria stays healthy, plus Harper and and Andrew, I'm not worried about Harper so much. He's gonna he'll he'll have an up year this year because he's due one. This is yeah. how he's 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 like fucking man. He's the most disappointing player ever. Uh, if McCutcheon stays healthy and has a decent year, I think they can be pretty fucking competitive. I mean, they're a fucking problem. Like, you don't yeah. ever, like, in, in a three-game series, especially if you catch the front of their rotation, yeah. you're, you're guaranteed nothing. Yeah. I mean, and the Marlins are the same way. Like, the Marlins, mm. uh, I didn't put Adam Duvall getting signed by the Marlins, but, like, that's a team with that rotation. Like, they they advanced to the second round of the playoffs last year because of their pitchers. Yeah. And so, it's the type of thing where you might be, you might definitely be a better team than the Marlins, but right. like, fuck, dude, if you catch them, if you catch the front of the rotation in a three game series, mm -hmm. like, you, you're, you might, you really might not win that series no yeah. matter how much better you are than and them. And that's the, uh, <clears throat> the thing that Bobby Cox from the Braves always used to say is he doesn't, he thinks of the regular season in series. Like, if we win series, if you win, if we go out and try to win every series, forget about winning every game, try to win every series, then you're going to win 90 to 100 games a year. That right. was his goal, right? 
uh, and it worked out for him, and at least in the regular season, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, what he, that series stuff didn't translate into the playoffs for some reason when you're playing literal series. Yeah, that's that's just a whole. It's a whole different ball game there, obviously. Uh, and they didn't have uh, the offense ever until we're, that. we're honestly kind of the bullpen. No, they they well yeah they never had the bullpen. They had Mark Wollers and fucking uh, 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 John Rocker one year. I mean, what the fuck? Smoltz was really the only time <laughs> I felt safe. Yeah. At the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays signed everybody. Um, Fucking everybody. They got um, Mark Simeon. They got George Springer. That's actually a big pickup. Steven Matz is a is a big pickup. He, he'll he do well in the American League better than he did in the National League, to be honest, because he pitches more of American League style. Tyler Chatwood, Kirby Yates. I actually have um, – I think Vlad Jr. is uh, going to be the AL MVP this year. I'm, I'm gambling on that really? one. Really? Yeah. Has he gained weight? No, lost weight. He lost weight? Yeah. Okay, because he was looking kind of – He's always been fat. And yeah. he's to be honest, he's gonna be fat again next year. But I think this year, while he's got while he's slimmed down, um, this is his year to win MVP, I bet. I mean, he, what is he, twenty four? He's young as fuck. He's one of those dudes like Tatis and Acuna and everybody that's like barely legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Uh he I I really do think that Black Guerrero Jr. is gonna win the MVP this year. I think he's he's gonna be twenty two in in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, all these dude, dude baseball um, just has like five or six like mm. insane players that are yeah can barely drink. Yeah, he's he's I, I really think uh he'll win the MVP in the American League this year. Um I think he's gonna hit fifty home runs. I think he's gonna fucking just go wild. Um yeah, he doesn't hit any uh he, uh he doesn't hit the ball soft ever. Yeah, no, uh, he's upper deck power. <clears throat> And they have, uh, you know, they have Ryu, who, you know, had a lot of success with the Dodgers. Um, the rest of their line, I mean, Steven Matz is pretty good. Tanner Rourke, uh, he pitched for... Uh, he was with the Nationals? The I Nationals yeah. for a while, yeah. With Oakland for a while. Robbie Ray, Nate Pearson, they're okay. Uh, Kirby Yates is a pretty good... Well, he had... Kirby Yates did well with the Padres. We'll see how it translates. I, I mean, they're deep. It's It seems like it... I don't know how this team... This team could be dog shit and win 85 games. Like everyone could underperform yeah. and it feels like they would win yeah. 85 games I mean, still. But between uh I feel like uh just just their infield is going to produce probably 100 home runs if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh maybe probably more. It depends on how like Bichette isn't a full-grown man yet. You know right. what I mean? Like he hasn't developed. You can look at him and tell he hasn't developed his man muscles just yet. Because he's twenty or something as yeah, well. Yeah, he's young too. And but he's still his bat speed and the fucking exit velocity is crazy for him. So as soon as he gets a little bit more man muscle on him, he's going to be uh, a real fucking problem. You got George Stringer and Gradchuk out in the outfield. I mean, it's this is a good team, but they're like they're they're pretty good at the wrong time. They're pretty good <laughs> right. when Tampa Bay is going to be really good, and the and the and the and the Yankees are going to be even better right. than that, right? So. It's kind of sucked. It's like being um, uh, Andy Roddick. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about earlier, but it is what it is. I so, mean, it, essentially, this is like one of those funny divisions where, uh, and the NL East is like this sometimes too, but like where some, you're, a lot of times your biggest games are against the two last place teams yeah. because it, whoever wins that division is the one. You can't one. afford to lose any of those games. Right, yeah. yeah. Be- um, like you just hope you split with the Yankees essentially, yeah. and then you just have to blow out the Red Sox and yeah. – uh, who the fuck else is in there? I mean, look, the Red Sox may be good again this year, though. It's hard to say. Like it, the Red Sox are the Red Sox, even when they suck, they're still okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a problem for that league as well. Usually, what you want to see is parity. You want to see like two great teams in the division and then three shitty teams. If you're if you're in the division, anyways. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of shitty teams, the Angels um, lost Andrelton Simmons. Uh, they got Jose Iglesias, but... Iglesias was statistically the best defensive shortstop last year. Yeah, but he can't fucking hit the broadside of a barn. No, he man. can't hit he it at all. He sucks at hitting. And Simmons, regardless of... Uh, I mean, he's not a he's never been a great hitter, but he's been he's got a positive uh, uh, wins above replacement for, as a hitter, right? So, right, we'll see what happens. I mean, Iglesias had a good season last year, average wise, did pretty well. But I mean, it, that's an outlier season for him. We'll see if he can extend. That's sixty games. He'll be batting ninth. I mean, he'll yeah, be, he'll be at the end of. He's that. He's going to see a lot of fastballs, which is good for him. But yeah. the rest of that team, I mean, Justin Upton's bat speed is gone. Which is crazy because he's fucking thirty three. Yeah, like he's younger than me. Yeah. Which it, it, but it feels like well he has. He's been in the league since I was in college. Yeah, like it's fucking wild. Yeah, and they have. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> is Pujols even going to start this year? Uh, or is Jared Wash? I don't know start what in front his, of him? I don't know what Pujols' deal is. We actually have a, a segment on Pujols coming up because there was some big Pujols news. Mm. All right, before we get into the next thing, real quick, we got to talk about some sponsors, starting with, aptly enough, since this is a sports show, MyBookie.com. MyBookie is where we do all of our degenerate gambling, whether it's in the fall on uh, college football or me and Dan Register doing our college basketball stuff. Uh, and obviously, we'll be doing some some baseball gambling on there as well. Dan, you're better at that than I am. But uh, yeah, MyBookie.com. You can bet on pretty much anything there from politics to sports. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to double your deposit. Uh, and yeah, so they'll give you some free money to play around on there. Uh, and again, you can bet on pretty much anything. Baseball, basketball, college and pro, football, college and pro, golf, uh, tennis, if you're really weird and into that, just whatever you want. My bookie lets you lets you make some money on on pretty much anything you can imagine gambling on. So again, definitely check out mybookie.com. That is where we do all of our gambling. It is our favorite site for it. Both UX and just we like the people. We like my bookie. What can I say? Uh, secondly, we've got Killcliff CBD. That's KillcliffCBD.com. Uh, use the promo code Drinkin' Bros, all one word there as well. Uh, our favorite is the uh, the Flamin' Joe is our Killcliff CBD that we like the best. It's like pineapple and and a little bit of jalapeno. Uh, but if you like chilling out and drinking something delicious, Killcliff CBD is is definitely the uh, the drink for you. And it will not. I know we have a lot of uh, military and first responders uh, and um, police officers, all that kind of stuff in our audience. Uh, who probably get drug tested regularly or every once in a while or whatever the fuck. Uh, Killcliff CBD will not make you piss hot. You will not fail a drug test drinking Killcliff CBD, whether it's a Flaming Joe or any of their other products. We also like their energy drinks, so they are not a sponsor. But yeah, KillcliffCBD.com. Uh, that's KillcliffCBD.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros there. It's delicious. It'll chill you out. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I, I am uh, going to crack one after this. I'm going to white claw right now. So I'm already feeling pretty chill. But yeah, anyway, uh, back to the topic at hand. Um, but presumably Pujols is going to see, I would guess Pujols sees 100 games. Maybe. I mean, it depends on how they use Otani. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand why Otani hasn't been used as a closer and an everyday starter at DH. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, fuck start as a starter. Rot- yeah. Why put him in the rotation? Why take him out? Like if you if you if he's a starting pitcher, with the amount of work you have to do in between us, you start a game, then you have a recovery day, and then you start throwing bullpens about forty, like uh, thirty, forty, and then sixty pitches, and then you start again 
a day after that. That's t- that's a typical rotation kind of thing. You do not have time for that in hitting the ball off the tee, fucking watching tape on pitchers and all this other stuff you don't have time for. But if you're a closer, you do have time, right? Right. Because you're not your arm doesn't have to be – you only have to go for fucking 18 to 30 pitches per outing. And if it's him – He's what, like a three, four pitch closer? Yeah. Which doesn't exist. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he he would, it, it, I don't understand why they've never used him that way. It just fucking blows my goddamn mind. I really hope that he gets out of LA. I hope everybody gets out I of hope, LA. I hope, fucking, there is no one more wasted than Mike Trout. Me and uh, Dan Regester were doing our history podcast the other well, day. I can tell you that wins above replacement for never having, forget about the home runs and all that stuff, just wins above replacement, never having won a playoff series. He's, he's game. He's way yeah game. I guess he's so far ahead of everybody else. Like there are other people that have 300 home runs. Uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Gatto, Joey yeah. Gatto. Yeah, has 300 home runs and he's never fucking uh, uh, won a playoff series either. But no one is even in the same conversation. Wins above replacement. He's one of the. He he might be the best baseball player of all time, and he's not even sniffed the playoffs yet. No, I mean it's pathetic. It's. I don't know what else. I mean, so they signed Jose Quintana, so they're trying to bolster the rotation, mm-hmm. right? They're trying a little more there. Uh, the D, and then Iglesias is a f- fine replacement for Anderson Simmons, but like, but Dylan Bundy sucks, and but they and they also have uh, what's his name Rendon. Yeah, from last I year. mean, look, the offense is not going to have a problem. Jared Walsh is a very good hitting first baseman. Uh, uh, Fletcher is Fletcher, but Rendon is good. Upton will still give you twenty home runs. Um, and then uh, Trout and Fowler are going to do their thing. Fowler walks a lot. Uh, and Otani, if they let him play every single day, like if he started 145 games at DH, he would hit 30-plus home runs, have 100-plus RBIs. He's a very talented hitter, but he's not going to. He's going to get probably 250 at-bats maybe. So you're giving yeah. them, you're, it's, it's the dumbest shit. It's the most mismanaged organization in all of professional sports because they have two of the best and most dynamic players that exist, and they still can't win. I – it's 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 really uh, maddening sometimes it's watching so, these assholes. It's so bad that like <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, me and Dan were doing our history podcast and we were doing it on the uh, LSD no hitter Doc uh, uh, Ellis. Yeah, Doc Ellis. And uh, uh, of course, I know that. <laughs> yeah, and the guy, uh, our other guy Jake, who was the main uh, who, whose topic it was, so he was hosting. Mm. Anyway, Mike Trout came up. This guy's not a baseball fan. He's like SEC football, right? But he he knows sports. Like he's a guy. He's an adult male who watches ESPN and shit like that. No fucking idea who Mike Trout was. I could under, I could see that. Yeah, honestly, that's that's not good, but it's it is what it is. It's it's unbelievable. <clears throat> I mean, he's just like putting the greatest career up of all time in the shadows, essentially. Yeah. Just no one cares. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is, even though the A's bolstered their bullpen and stuff like that, that division is kind of shitty. Yeah, the West is not great. I mean, uh, aside from uh, the Angels, I, I don't see. <sighs> I don't even know who's on the Rangers, to be honest. Right. Like they I, they, uh, they traded Elvis Andrews. They got Chris Davis from the A's. But it's Chris, Chris da- Davis will hit 50 home runs probably this year, and, and he'll hit 260. And right. Everybody else, let's see. Uh, Gallo, not Gatto. Why did I say Gatto? Uh, 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 fuck. Um, that's not who I was talking about, though. Um, let's see. They've got Joey Gallo. He's all right. Uh, they've got Leota T- uh, Tavares. He's all right. But the rest of these guys, uh, I don't know how to say Odor's name. Roughnet. 
but that's the dumbest name of all time. Did you ever hear the greatest story of all time about Roughneck Odor? Is it the one where he punched fucking homeboy in the face? Because that was pretty goddamn funny. No, Rangers minor league <clears throat> hazing mm-hmm. used to be that they would pin someone down and give them a hand job. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Is that real? It's fucking real. And he told the story? Uh, I forgot how it came out. I wrote about this years ago. Uh, but yeah, Roughnet Odor. Uh, his brother is also named Roughnet Odor. So I think it might have been his brother. Mm. Uh, they like in the locker room one day um, just pinned down. Fuck. All right. I got this here. I can't believe you've never heard of a, this handjob story. I've never heard this. This no. is the greatest hazing story I've ever heard in my life. Um, and they posted it on Snapchat, which is, of course, how they got caught. Um, eight pros- uh, eight pr- uh, prospects for the Rangers were questioned by police in the Dominican Republic after a Snapchat video surfaced of the players allegedly uh, sexually assaulting an underage teammate in a hazing incident. Essentially, they all held him down and then jacked him off. Wow, man. Um, and it was... Ah, fuck. Let me see. I I'll, I gotta look this up. I, I wasn't prepared for uh, this glorious story. But yeah. And but in the video, the guy's like laughing. He's like, "Stop, you guys are crazy!" And they're all just like laughing as they uh, jack off his dick. That is uh, fucked up. You never do that in the military. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. I mean, we'll thump each other in the in the ball. Actually, in the military, it's uh, it's the movie Waiting, right? Yeah. The penis showing game. Like you, uh, military uniforms are notoriously poorly made because they're made by government contractors. Right. Yeah. Which are the worst human beings on earth. Um, Well, and they also suck. Right. So your pants split a lot and then you just have your dick and or balls hanging out of your pants and you try to get people to look at it. And then you call them gay for looking at your dick that you showed them. That's how it works. Um, Yeah. No, we never did anything like that. But this guy, Odor, I mean, he's he's a good fantasy player sometimes, but he is one of like a guy that can have. 25 to 30 home runs most years and driving 80 or so runs and still has a negative wins above replacement. That to me is a play. I mean, look, don't put all your fucking eggs in that WAR war. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is, it's a good, it's a good way to tell if somebody's putting up stats versus if they're actually helping you win games. And in a lot of ways and he's not helping anybody win any games. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Rangers are going to be fucking terrible. Is I is think the, the A's the, or the A's, the angels, assuming the A's don't put together like a dope team, which they fucking might. Like if who what, knows with those guys, Yeah, they, uh, a red flag that they might be good is that uh, most of their moves this year were bullpen related, mm. which means they don't, which means if, you know, they think their lineup's okay, but Billy beans not there anymore. So who knows? But uh, the Mets, I mean, they've got Rosenthal closing games. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kemp and Chapman and Andrews are there. Uh, Piscotti's okay. Mitch Moreland can have an up season, but I mean, look, they'll be middle of the road. I think, yeah, um, the, the Angels can back their way into the playoffs this year. They, you say that, but <laughs> I know they they're like that. Uh, they're like that asshole driving around uh, or riding around in a bicycle uh, with a fucking uh, stick, and they just jammed it in between the spokes every <laughs> now and again for no fucking reason. Speaking of that, the New York Mets uh, signed a lot of people: uh, Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor. Those are huge pickups. Um, Marcus Stroman's still there, although I don't, I'm not huge on him. But Cindergard uh, 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 will be back at some point. And it's probably good for them that he's going to be out for the first part of the season so they can, one, learn to play without him, and two, give him a little rest going into the playoffs because this is going to be a long-ass season. Right. Um, People probably aren't in, <clears throat> in full season shape. The whole no, the whole league missed a full a full year, basically. Yeah, and then, you know, you the, 
any of the young players that you may have been counting on, they haven't, they didn't develop at all last year. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not, I got to say, like I, I was looking at Lindor's uh, fan graphs page the other day. Mm. He, he's really good, obviously like, but man, in terms of uh, offense and shit, he, his career WRC plus, which is just like the overall mm. like offensive metric to tell you just how good you are. At, yeah. but that's power on base percentage, fucking everything. It's only 118. And like yeah. he has a career OPS in the 800s. <clears throat> I mean, he like, but he he's billed as like a top 10 player in the league. He He's a top 20 player for sure. I would say he's a top 10 shortstop. That's not a hard thing to do, though. Probably top five shortstop, I guess. He's top, yeah. I mean, you should expect him to hit 275, 30 home runs. He's going to play very good defense. Right. Um, uh, doesn't walk very much, which is a problem, right? If you if I see a guy that's getting 650 plate appearances and he's not walking much, that means he's swinging a lot of bullshit. Because if you're hitting 35 home runs, they're tr- people are trying to pitch around you. You know what I mean? Right. If they're unless they're fucking stupid. The good news is he doesn't strike out that much. But for a guy like that, the batting average on balls and play is super low, right? So you're hitting into a lot of double plays. Your fucking your situational hitting probably isn't great. Sometimes a strikeout is better than a ground out or fly out. Right. That's just how it is, man. Can't, like just take yourself off the board if you're if you're if you're uh you know getting in the way there and he doesn't he, he the one thing he does do really well is not not about steals but he runs the bases very well he scores a lot of runs and he doesn't run, first to third yeah he doesn't run his team out of out of uh stuff a lot and then look they've got a it's not just him on the team. They've got a lot of stuff going on there. Jeff McNeil is a good player. Pete Alonzo is a fucking slugger, like yeah. a legit slugger. He's um, like a 1920s, like yeah. Casey at the bat type of. He's like Hank Greenberg, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, J.D. Davis's serviceable. Lindor is obviously going to have a good year. He's finally going to have some pieces around him other than just, uh, what is his name? Uh, the third baseman, Jose, whatever the fuck from yeah, the I, goddamn Indians. I can't remember his fucking name. He was on the Twins last year, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's in the Twins. Whatever. Uh, I mean, Michael, Lindor had some nice – Lindor was in the World Series. I mean, with, yeah, he's with the a, Indians. Look, he, he's a very good player. So uh, uh, Michael Conforto is also a guy that's going to throw up fucking 20, 25 home runs. And, and uh, Jonathan Villar kind of had a down season last year. But he's one of those guys that can fucking come out and hit 20 home runs, to be honest. So – the Mets' offense is pretty good. I wouldn't say I don't think they're as good as the Braves. Went now that Marcelo Zuna's back, as, no. long, as long as Albies, I would say and, only, and Swanson. There's only like two teams in the National League yeah. comparable to the Braves <clears throat> lineup. Yeah, and Robinson Cano is out for the year, right? Then he gets suspended for yeah, for and he year. wasn't even that good at this point. No. Like he, but yeah, Cano's gone. I, that might honestly be beneficial. Yeah, it's to them. definitely beneficial for them as long as his money doesn't jam them up. <laughs> right, uh, but. Uh, DeGrom uh, at the top of the rotation and now bringing in Carrasco uh, and Stroman. Look, Stroman is uh, – if you can keep him in the third, fourth, and fifth spot in your rotation, he is going to win you 15 games yeah. probably, to I be mean, honest. Yes. You, would that, be, you would be fucked if he was one or a two, yeah. but that's a great three, four, five guy yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely is. And then once uh, once Syndergaard comes back and jumps back into the number two splat, spot, if Carrasco's having a good year because he's been ba- a little banged up, but if he's having a good year, Stroman goes back to four – that is a team you do not want to run into, right? Not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. Now, I'm not a huge Edwin Diaz fan. He had a pretty good fucking season last year, but in limited play, I feel like there's a lot of outlier seasons for relief pitchers last year. 
But if you remember correctly, for the Mets in 2019, he got fucking drilled. Yeah. Like, he had a six ERA or some shit like that. I want to say in Seven the first saves. series of the last year against the Braves, he blew, mm. a, he blew a couple saves against yeah. the Braves alone, I think. But it's it, you, you can look at this throughout history, and I know it intimately because the Braves do it on a regular basis. They did it to Johnny Venters not too long ago. And they've done it to other guys since. But anytime a relief pitcher has 70 appearances of war in one season, his next couple of years, his next two years suck fucked, after that. Fucked. Some guys, Venters actually did 70 in back-to-back seasons, and both of them were great. And then, then it was he off. hasn't been good since. No, right? because we were bringing him in when we were up like five. Yeah. Like, so, who was that? Oh, that was Freddie Gonzalez's dumbass yeah. was just ran him into the ground. Yeah. So I think that this potentially could be if if – if last year and the the light workload from last year, if he stayed in shape, uh, this is Edwin Diaz, he might be able to return to that 50-plus save form he had in Seattle. And if that's the case, fuck. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the NL East is tough enough as it is, but with a closer like that, the Braves don't have that. Will Smith is not that guy, frankly. No, that's we, the, we lost Melanson and yeah, Green. The one weak spot that the Braves have is is they don't have one person to close out games. There's that one person you can count on no. to come in and close out games. And, and that you can get away with that in the regular season when you're really good in the rotation yeah, and really not, good in the lineup. Not in the postseason. No, you need a killer. Like, when, you need a fucking yeah. guy who's going to rip throats in the yeah. eighth, ninth inning. When runs are a premium, like when when there's a bunch of 1-0, uh, 2 3-2 ball games, you got to have a guy to come in there and shut that shit down, and they do right. not have it. Maybe well, it, maybe it's somewhere out in, in trade land that they'll pick up later. Maybe it's someone somewhere in the in – the, um, in the farm system or something like that. But right now they don't have it. Right. Well, so, the other thing too is when you play in the playoffs, you play yeah. against teams like the Dodgers who you can't nibble against. Yeah. So you need a guy who can go in there and just be like, hit this cocksucker. Yeah. Like just, you, need a, you need a guy that throws high nineties fastball and he has a sharp slider. Yeah. Otherwise you're fucked. Um, speaking of being fucked, the nationals are pretty goddamn good too. This is, is this the best NL East you've ever seen? It's yeah, by far. I can't imagine what, what would the other one be? the, the mid '80s teams, the, those Mets teams, are really good. When Doc Gooden first came up, well, that's a different NL East, though, for sure. But yeah. that, that was actually the NL East pre. And the Braves were in the West. Yeah, they were in the point. West at yeah. that point. But they, the Mets, were really good back then. The Cardinals um, were an East team. The the, the Dodgers uh, were, were in the West. Who, who was in the East? It was uh, the Cardinals and uh, the Cardinals Mets was the big rivalry in the '80s. I know. Yeah. Uh, and mm. they they traded off going to the World Series a lot. Uh, I don't remember. The only other one I could think of is kind of like... I mean, the Phillies were good in the early 90s before the Braves moved back over yeah. to the East. They're kind of like the 2010s <clears throat> when uh, the Phillies were insane with Holiday and mm. uh, Cole Hamels and shit and yeah. Ryan Howard and shit like that. And then the oh, Braves had, uh, were a wild card uh, team. Cliff Lee as yeah. well. Yeah. Those are those really good teams. That, that, but that was two teams. Right. Now we have three, maybe four that are like actually legitimately competitive. Four legit teams and then the Marlins have a legit ro- like a rotation where you can't there's no free series against the Marlins. Right. So, I mean, look, Corbin has not lived up to his expectations since being there yet. Yeah. But he probably will this year. Let's be real. You that that kind of guy with that kind of ability is not going to be not going to underperform forever. And if Scherzer and Strasburg come back and they're healthy uh and don't have any bullshit, that is th- that's three killers at the top of your rotation. And not I'm not talking about those are three potential Cy Young Award winners right. at the top of your rotation, like legit ones. Uh two of them, well, Scherzer's already won Cy Young. Three, I believe. Uh, yeah. And Strasburg just he he could have. He's had re- his best seasons when other people have had their best seasons. So it's been yeah. you know, bad luck for him. And Corbin is another guy that could do it. Well, I mean, De- DeGrom took 
one or two Cy Youngs yeah. away from Scherzer, yeah. right? Like if it wasn't for DeGrom, Scherzer's got five Cy Youngs probably. Which is funny because um, – so Scherzer has um, his career win total, and he is 36 years old right now. So he's probably got two legit seasons left. His career um, – hang on a second. He came up late. He did, he did come up late, yeah, in 2008. But his career win total is 175. He He's going to win like 215 games probably in his career. Like max, yeah. And that's – not Hall of Fame material, but he might win no, four Cy Young Awards. He is, which a, is he is easily a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He also, though, I think he will probably get three thousand strikeouts. He's at twenty seven hundred. Yeah, he probably will. I mean, you know, he'll he'll get that by next season. He's a hundred fifty plus guy yeah. every year. So, but <clears throat> they also have improved their bullpen a little bit. A couple of pieces. That Daniel Hudson kid. I think he came over from uh, didn't what did he play in Oakland a couple of years ago? I think that's right. Or was it uh no, it was uh Arizona he, a couple years ago. He's a pretty legit dude that can eat up innings. Um he's going to be their first guy out of the pen. Kyle Finnegan is pretty good. Brad Hand is a pretty good closer. I don't think he's a, he's not a showstopper like some of the other guys, but he's pretty good. That's not that I'm not worried about their bullpen so much. Uh I'm just talking about the regular season here. The top the guys in the top 3 of the lineup bringing in Josh Bell is crazy. Yeah. So now they they've basically got Juan Soto protected by uh Josh Bell. Kyle Schwarber mm. and uh, who's the uh, Trey Turner? Trey Turner. Uh, we'll see what Zimmerman does. I mean, his shoulder injury kept him from being able to throw the ball well for a while. Now it's starting to affect his bat speed pretty well. Like he, if he, he can't hit a high fastball anymore. It seems. And if you trick him on the curveball, he doesn't have the ability to wait back. And and he used to be very good at waiting back and flipping it down the first baseline and over the top of the first baseman's head, easy doubles into that corner. I don't think he can do that anymore. Those are now pop-ups or strikeouts, right? right? So he's at that point in his career. Starlin Castro is kind of on the downslope of his career as well. But Josh Bell, you cannot throw strikes to this guy. You have to try to get him out. Otherwise, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, he he just fucking I've he was hitting he was doing his work on the Pirates with no protection. Yeah, and now <clears throat> he has that. Yeah, uh, he's he's probably going to hit forty home runs this year. To be honest, uh, a dark horse for MVP if they if they have a big if the you, Nationals have a big season. You know who the favorite was set at for MVP? Uh in the National League? Yeah. Uh Tatis Jr. maybe. It was Acuña. Acuña? Yeah. yeah, I could see that, but I don't know if Acuña's got the internal drive to be MVP. Like he plays he's, to 80% most of the time, yeah, frankly. He's definitely He's like an Andrew go- Jones style guy. He's goofing guy. around yeah. kind of, yeah. Uh if he ever really tightened it up, absolutely I would pick him every single year, but yeah. that's just not how he plays. But this is a very dangerous team as well. I don't think the Nationals are as good as the Braves. Uh, I think the Mets are. I think they're parallel because of how good the goddamn Mets rotation is. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We haven't played a single game yet. I mean, the Braves rotation, at least, thankfully, goes like kind of seven deep. Yeah. Because you've got the I mean, five, and then you've yeah. got Bryce Wilson. Bryce and Wilson, uh, yeah. who was the other kid in the playoffs last year? Uh, he got beat up in the NLCS, but he pitched a good game against the Marlins in the NLDS. Um, hang on, I'll tell you his name. God damn it. But I mean, they can, so injuries aren't an issue. Like there's depth. And that's kind of what the, it's kind of what the Braves always do now. It's, a, it's kind of back to the nineties where we mm. just put together these brilliant regular season teams. Yeah. Um, let's see who, which game was it? Is it? He got rock in game five. five? Uh, Cause Bryce Wilson pitched game four. Yeah. You're talking about in the LCS. Yeah. But he pitched a good game in uh, game three of the NLDS. Or pitched well enough, I should say. Um, 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 um. His name is uh, fucking... 
well, that was mentor. Um, shit, I don't remember his name. Well, whatever. That's yeah, whatever. it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. I think the I think the Braves are, I think they're they're looking pretty good. Kyle Wright. Yes. His name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he he actually looks like he'd be a stud at some point. Uh, he's he's got the body for it. Um, last in the National League is the Padres. We all have been listening to all the news about them lately. It's it's a good thing long term for the Padres that. Fernando Tatis Jr. is signed to that long-term deal. I think that is a good deal that they signed for both parties. Um, however, it is very rare that somebody signs a huge deal like that and then comes out and has a great season. It almost never happens. One of the only people that's ever done it is Mike Trout, right? Right. And he's Mike Trout. You can't base anything on him. Now, having you Darvish and Blake Snell at the top of your lineup or top of your rotation. that Along with certain- uh, Bieber. Yeah, with uh, uh yeah, Bieber. It, that's those are good things. Um, Melanson's pretty steady as we've seen, and so is Pomeranz in the bullpen over the last couple of years. Um, but I mean, there's they're not they're not even close to being real competition for the Dodgers, in my opinion. Yeah, in the regular season, no, because who the fuck could be? No, but there's no one else in the West. So this team, this is the Padres can go ahead and beat the shit out of the other three teams in the West yeah. and fuck around and win 95 games. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, say what you want about Eric Hosmer coming over the national league. It, it was a struggle at first, but in a shortened season last year, he had and in, in a truncated timeline, he, he did his best heading that he's ever done. Right. Yeah. He had a, like an eight fifty one OBS. I mean, he, he lit it the fuck up, even though like his numbers on paper don't look great. The, the impact in the game is great. And he plays great defense over there. And he's also a clubhouse leader. Uh, Machado and, Tatis Jr., that's the best left side of the infield that exists right Easily, now. It's yeah. not even close. Um, but the rest of the team, I mean, Will Myers is another one of those guys. It's like should be hitting 35 or 40 home runs, and he never does it. Yeah, just kind of petered out. Yeah, I just don't understand why he never did it. And then obviously you got uh, 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 what's his name? Trent Grisham. Um, young guy. Looks like he might be able to turn into something special at some point. He's a weird-looking motherfucker to me. Uh, I, I think he could be. I think he's potentially a, a, four, a thirty thirty guy yeah. this season. But and and if he, if he does, then that offense is going to be tough. I still don't think they have the pitching to compete with the Dodgers. I don't know if anybody. Well, does. Nobody nobody can be, compete with the Dodgers. I will say this about the Padres: this ownership in the last I don't know what you would call it half decade, mm. they're aggressive. Yeah, At, like you remember a couple years ago uh, when they out of nowhere they were just like, hey, like. Fuck being shitty at baseball. Let's just sign a bunch of people and trade for a bunch of people. And they got Kimbrell and Upton from the Braves. They got uh, Will Myers and James Shields. I mean, they just, Mm -hmm. it didn't work out. But the point being, like, these guys are fine with spending money. So I would assume at some point before the trade deadline, they're going to do something crazy. Yeah, probably. You would think think so. I mean, they've still got plenty of talent in their farm uh, system, which is kind of scary considering how young the team is already. Right. Um, Now, speaking of spending money, the Yankees are the last uh, team that made some pretty big deals. I mean, they signed Corey Kluber. That's, that's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good sign. Just a couple Uh, of uh, Cy Young winners at the top of their rotation. I mean, he's um, his career uh, whip is, is just over one. That means he's allowing one base runner per inning, basically, which is just Uh, fucking stupid. Insane. He doesn't fucking walk people. Uh, uh, his, I mean, in his better seasons, his 
uh, strikeout to walk ratio is like fucking six or seven in that range. I mean, it's insane. Uh, now, <laughs> pitching in Yankee Stadium is not the easiest thing to do because no. that right field is a fucking joke. And to be honest, um, having Garrett Cole and Kluver at the top of your lineup, this team looks a lot like that Arizona Diamondbacks team with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Uh, yeah, where they have two very like not good but great starters, two potential Cy Young Award winners at the front of the rotation, and everybody else is kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, you've got Chapman. Uh, he's going to miss the first game of the season, but who gives a shit about that? Yeah, I like Arales Chapman. I like his fucking attitude. To be honest, everybody I like, like he gets a lot of shit from people. Like if not to mention just a dump truck ass. Yeah, he's got a nice ass too. Yeah, I mean he. So it's. In the American League, where pitchers don't hit, um, you know, guys who like to get retribution by throwing at people might be seen as kind of weak, and I agree with that. So I think there has to be. I think if a pitcher can throw at a hitter, it should be treated like in the, in the DH league. It should be treated like hockey, like you get a fight, yeah, and you 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 get kicked out of that game, but you don't get suspended unless something crazy happens. I don't right. understand why baseball is so fucking anti-fighting. It, they're just boners like, we're, we're in just, all the wrong ways. We're trying ways. to clean up the game. You know what? Fucking uh, a sports organization is not having fans putting are not having trouble putting fans in, our asses in seats and selling pay per views is the fucking UFC because they understand that this is entertainment. Look, they go out of their way to make sure the guys are safe and prepared and they have fucking medical staff and right. blah blah blah. But it's a combat sport. Baseball is a contact sport. I don't I don't believe that it's not because it always has been. It's a contact sport if a guy on the mound 60 feet away could throw a ball 100 miles per hour at your body. That that's is a contact that's the other thing sport. Too. How, how do you think they're more likely to hurt each other? Throwing yeah. a fucking rock 100 I mean, miles an hour or two idiots who probably don't know how to fight yeah. throwing like dumb punches at each or other? Or just wrestling each other to the ground. Randy, right. Randy Johnson didn't keep a fucking jiu-jitsu <laughs> gi next to his bed. He kept a ball, a bag full of baseballs. All right. Now let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this Yankees team, the fucking lineup. Jesus it's Christ. Goddamn I mean, stupid. Every, every fucking year it's stupid. Gary Sanchez is like inconsistent as fuck, to be honest. I mean, I don't even know if he's ever healthy. I don't know if he's ever been healthy. But the dude can rake. If he plays 120, 130 games, he's gonna hit 30 home runs. Right. Uh, and what the fuck do you got to say about that? Luke Voigt came out of nowhere, to be honest. I mean, I know they were big on him in their farm system, but when he first came up in spring training, uh, what year was that? Sixteen, maybe? I think 16, his first cup of coffee in spring training with uh, St. Louis. And then he came over to the Yankees. I was like, man, this guy looks like a fat retard. <laughs> like, what's, he, what's he doing here? And all of a sudden, I start seeing him swing. I'm like, holy retard strength. shit, this dude can fucking rake. If he plays, if he stays healthy and plays 150, 160 games, he's going to hit 30-plus home runs as well. And so is goddamn uh, uh, Glaber Torres, right? Yep. If he stays healthy, which he was yep. not. I mean, he, but he's another guy that looked to me – like he didn't have, uh, uh, he just didn't have his wits about him at all last year. I don't know. It was a fucked up year. <clears throat> yeah, but he's. I mean, the year prior, the years prior, he had twenty eight, thirty eight home runs respectively. Yeah. Well, he um, might. You think he's going to suffer from the ball? He might be one of those guys, but you're still looking at. It. He's a twenty home run guy, right. twenty five maybe uh, on a, in a good year. Uh, uh, not Frazier is okay. You know, Aaron Hicks. I feel like is. What's a good What's a good analogy for him? Um, I don't even I don't know how to say it. He's like a good guy that's so good in the clubhouse that he get and so good at defense that he gets a spot. Yeah, but I don't expect too much of out of him. Kind of like at, uh, at the uh, plate. 
what Hayward turned into? Kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, and look, Aaron Hicks is, it feels like he's been around forever, but he's still only 31. And to be honest, uh, you know, he he's he's only had regression and injury seasons as he's gotten closer to 30. Yeah. So if he stays healthy, you should expect him to have a pretty good year. And then you've got Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, man. I mean, goddamn. You're you're probably looking at 250 to 300 home runs. They, out of that they might get 160 homers out of four guys. Yeah, I mean, like legit. The fucking we still haven't mentioned DJ Lemayu, who fucking went off last year in limited time. He had 10 home runs and fucking 195 at bats last year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, and you know he's another guy that's that's gotten power as he's gotten older. I don't know if he changed his swing. I mean. He, he, Everyone he, gets into the launch angle now. It's like there's yeah. so many dudes. It's fucking wild. It's just like, yeah, so I just decided to uppercut the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, how, how often do you see a guy leave Colorado and then hit more home runs? Right. <laughs> so whatever it, it whatever happened, he's certainly figured out his swing and he's another guy. If he stays healthy, that Yankees team is tough, man. I just don't think um, I don't think any of these teams in the AL have the pitching to compete with the Braves or the Dodgers in the National League. I really don't think they do. Um I don't I don't see it. Like the Yankees are okay. Like if 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 they're willing to go, they're not going to win back to back cuz they're going to have to be able to they're going to have to push Cole and Kluber in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to have to go on short rest pretty much every series they play and uh uh if they really want to win. Because as we've seen, you can't take a single game. You can't be like, all right, well, we'll punt game four. No, man. That's you fucking can't. Fucking stupidest shit that Brian Snicker. I thought I I really feel like Brian Snicker should have been fired for that, to be honest. <laughs> um and it was uh it wasn't uh Gatto, it was uh Jay Bruce that has three hundred home runs and no playoff wins. Oh, okay. But he's probably gonna get some playoff wins this year because he's a backup on the Yankees, right? Yeah. So he'll get at least one playoff series. I think win. uh does Joey Votto fall under that too? Votto is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Keep getting his name mixed up with uh with Gatto from Gallo, uh, Gallo from the uh, yeah, and then Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about the Yankees. I mean, they're they're pretty good. I don't think. I think uh, the AL East is again. It's going to be fucking loaded. They're going to beat up on each other a lot. We'll see what Tampa Bay does this year. I'm I'm most one of the things I'm most excited about this year is to see what a Rose Arena does in a full season. Yeah, because it the it's. The pitch recognition and bat speed. Forget about the stats, the, the stuff that he did. Like, I, I pay attention to the numbers and stuff, obviously. But as a baseball fan and an autistic person, I'm looking for something more than that. Uh, he hit 10 home runs. He hit a home run every 7.7 at bats in the playoffs. He hit a home run uh, uh, every nine at bats in the regular season, right? And his first ever... Is that the home run every other game? Basically, yes. So... What I looked for after I saw his regular season, because I, I, I just, that's, this is why I was able, in my opinion, to, uh, to call the first 13 games of the playoffs last year, because those are the kind of numbers I pay, or those are the kind of things I pay attention to. Yeah, this guy's hitting home runs, but are they, are they wall scrapers or are they fucking, he's, this guy's <laughs> right. hitting, this guy's hitting fucking 400 foot line drives. I'm yeah. like, oh shit. So I started looking at his launch angle, his bat speed, the exit velocity and shit like that. He has a lot of natural power. Hands are quick as fuck in his pitch recognition. He doesn't get fooled much. This guy is going to be his fucking star for a long time in this league. And I want to see if he hits 50 home runs this year. Well, I'm sure he'll be traded quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the fucking thing with the, the Rays and the A's is that you never know if they're going to win 95 or 70 games. Yeah. Like both outcomes knows? are equally possible. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to like 
just regret. I mean, Arez Arena might still have a dope year, but they might legitimately regress to to like seventy five wins or something stupid. Maybe like yeah. That. I don't. I don't know if they'll have a good season. I mean, losing losing Morton was not good for them. Um, but we'll see. They they managed to put it together sometimes. The, last before we get out of here, uh, is Albert Pujols taking his victory lap? His his wife maybe accidentally announces retirement. Yeah. So, uh, she got on Instagram and was like, we're beginning the last year of like the great, one of the greatest athletes of all time. And then everyone was like, yo, what the fuck? Cause he hadn't announced anything. And then she was like, no, what I meant was it's the last year of his contract. He's not retiring. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of <clears> like, they think he, he might be retiring. Well, he fucking should. Jesus Christ, man. He's look, uh, a lot of people and Ross is one of them, by the way, a lot of people think that he has been, uh, fibbing about his real age for a very long time. He looked 30 when he was 21 yeah but he's looked the same forever and to be honest yeah. um <clears throat> if he was off by three or four years that would make sense because right around 2015 is where he he started going downhill um and you know he's still gonna hit 20 25 home runs if he if he starts so that's my question is should he stay around long enough should he try to reach the 700 club no because he's already below 300 batting average yeah. so he's not getting he's definitely not getting that back up over 300 no and he he's not going to get the three four five slash line because he's his on base percentage is, is mm. well below that um but if he did stick around he'd be only the second player ever to have 700 home runs 2000 runs because he would also cross the run threshold which i think he's under right now uh 2000 rbis and 3000 hits hank Aaron's yeah. the only other guy to do that um no why would why would he why would he do that i don't know just I to mean, just to be in the 700 club because at the end of the day nobody's going to give a shit you were putting up negative war for the last four years of your career if you hit 700 home runs i mean nobody's going to care at 660 it's just an, it's just an elite fraternity which by the way i, I this is a, a hot baseball so there's three my- people that have hit 700 Yes. And there's a two more that have hit three more that have hit six, right? I believe there's so. There's Willie, Willie Mays, fucking Alex Rodriguez, and Albert Holes. That's it. Uh, Sosa, I actually think, is in the Did 600 he? club. I mean, does he count? <laughs> I thought he had like 558 or some shit. Like I think that. Sosa crossed 600 because Sosa, you know, he had like three years of 60 home runs. He was. Yeah, that's true. He was, uh, yeah, he had 609. So that so add Sosa to that list. Still pretty exclusive. I mean, I, I don't know. I I feel like he's. I feel like he's he's doing himself and his legacy a disservice. He's already people forget that he was like legitimate. I mean, he he might be the best baseball player I've ever watched play baseball mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So dude, from from the first year he came in the league, hundred runs, uh, thirty plus home runs, hundred plus RBI, and a three hundred batting average. He did that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. His 10 first 10 seasons in the league no he had one year where he had 99 runs <laughs> but his first 10 seasons in the league he basically had 100 runs uh 30 home runs 100 rbi and a 300 batting average yep. no, no one's ever come anywhere he's the only person that's ever done that it's fucking insane yeah the like his only comps basically from his second year on were like mm-hmm. lou gehrig it, it yeah. was fucking stupid <clears throat> i don't know i, I think b type is in the 700 home home run club this is i have a question for you though i think a rod should count in the 700 home run club because i think it's fucking insane that we don't count playoff statistics for career totals yeah yeah he's uh yeah he's at 696 like why would we not include the highest leverage home runs and rbis and shit in a career total i don't know that's a good question i mean maybe have two separate lists because if you if you include 
Andy Pettit, uh, if you include his postseason statistics, is it even a question that he should be a Hall of Famer? I, honestly, at 256 wins during the era he pitched in, in the 90s where people were fucking on steroids, <laughs> hitting goddamn... Just fucking genetic monsters. Yeah, and his ERA, his career ERA, even with his fucking later bad seasons, it was still 385, still under four, and he had 250-plus wins, and this motherfucker still is not in the Hall of Fame. That is... I'm not a Yankees fan, obviously, but what the fuck, man? Yeah. Unbelievable. Five fucking World Series, three-time All-Star. He won an MVP in the ALCS. If he, you put his postseason stats in there, you're putting like another 20 wins on him and probably lowers his ERA. His uh, career postseason statistics, he's 19 and 11 with a 381. So it would lower it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he won 20 additional games in the playoffs, basically. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so he, had, he, play, he played an extra season in the yeah. postseason. The, the only reason, like, the only argument I ever see for it is it's like, well, not everyone makes the playoffs, but no one ever plays the exact same amount of games as anyone else. Right. Yeah. So why the fuck? If that's your only argument, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. To that me. doesn't make any sense. I mean, look, it is what it is. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's that's the next guy that should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, <clears throat> as far as uh, the other stats, seven hundred uh, home runs, two thousand runs, two thousand RBI, three thousand hits. Hank Aaron's the only person that's ever going to do that. I mean, a-, a Rod came close, and they took him cheating to get that close. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, and Hank Aaron did it by the way when uh, there were no rules. Like there was no, there were no rules. I mean, pitching is definitely better now than it was back then, but so is hitting. Yeah, the baseball's better. The stadiums are better. The bats are better. The only thing that Aaron probably had that you could call an unfair advantage of the era is uh, just no bullpen, really. Yeah, but I mean, offensive statistics have not gone up with the rise, of, or they've not gone down with the right. rise of the bullpen. They've gone up. Right? Yeah, hitting has gotten better as bullpens have become more specialized. Maybe what it's hard to say chicken or egg in that situation, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, uh, Albert Pools, Mike Trout. Those are the best hitters in baseball history. Yeah. I, you could probably have added Mickey Mantle in there if he had not been drunk the whole goddamn time, <laughs> to be honest. And you might there just because he's also a switch hitter and how difficult that is. You could probably add Chipper in that as well. I think right. maybe that's a homer thing for me, but it just. I know I, I was a switch hitter too, and I know you, it became impossible after a while. I had to stop hitting altogether. I didn't have to to focus on pitching. I just had to give that shit up because it took so much of your fucking time. Um, and that's why Otani's wasting his career in, in L.A. and being misused right now. The goddamn angels, dude. Like, I don't know what the fuck their deal is. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. It's They're the wild. worst. So the last thing we're going to do, we're, gonna, we're about to go uh, record fake news here uh, on Thursday, but um, – this will be out later today. Uh, last thing is uh, we're going to do uh, Drinking Bros Fantasy Baseball this year because I really enjoy playing fantasy football with all you dicks and all the shit talking, having the leagues, getting the funny ass uh, prizes like the Rodman jersey over there and uh, the OJ thing. We just sent out a Tom Brady football to somebody who won that thing. We really like uh, uh, those competitions and having you guys and being able to talk shit with you guys and hang out and stuff. So we're going to do uh, a Drinking Bros Fantasy Baseball League leagues we're probably gonna have to do a thousand of them but uh bob's gonna make a post in the db sports. It, it's in there oh it's already in there so bob's made a post in the drinking bro sports uh uh private facebook group there's what about eight thousand people in there now yeah i like think that. so um so if you're interested go in there uh tell us you're interested we'll determine how many people want to do it and then we'll figure out the leagues and what the themes of the leagues will be i'm sure i'll have one that says something about killing people and whatever the <laughs> fuck else i don't know uh yeah and it's uh gonna be weekly because fuck roto yeah we're not doing the daily stuff the weekly thing is 
Uh, if you haven't played fantasy baseball before, basically you draft your team the same way you normally would. Free agency wires the same way it normally is, uh, but it's a, it's more like fantasy football. You set your lineup for the week. You have like however many starting pitchers, and they have their starts that week. If they get pushed, they get pushed. You get yep. fucked. This is the way it is. So well, you can um, you can change the lineup every day. You can change the lineup every day. Yes. Yep. But uh, it, it's the the scores are based on week to week, right? So, so you your score it, for the whole week is the the, the matchup between t- you yeah, and the other person. Typically, it's like whoever wins strikeouts, that's one win. Yeah. Whoever wins home runs for the week, that's another right. win. And so yeah. the, at the end of the week, you're you know trying to be above five hundred against whoever you're playing. Right. So <laughs> you go. Most people end up going like six and three, five and four. Yeah. Uh, just because that's how baseball is, but. You know, you can if you get lucky, you get a you play someone shitty, or you just have a bananas week. You get like nine and one, and, yeah. and it just jacks up you your place yep. in the standings. Yep, yep. All right, so uh, we'll uh, see you guys in hell. Um, and uh, we, I guess we didn't do any ads on this. We'll have to insert those later. Huh? Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's no right. We need to do a my book. You read, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but uh, was a uh, a preview show with Swisher in a little while. Yeah, we're gonna do a pre a baseball preview show with uh, probably Nick Swisher, John Brinkus. We might bring uh, Ben Verlander in for that as well, and Justin's little brother, so I can talk shit to him. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. We'll see you on Fake News.